to ask you how do you see the interplay between ai and privacy because traditionally we are used to seeing it's ai or privacy mm-hmm. never ai and privacy they're seen as some people see them as foes or some people see them as friends but in your world when you're saying we create uh, synthetic data you are rather using ai to assist in privacy exactly exactly so uh, i'm completely on the same page with you that traditionally i would say uh, within less mature organizations probably it's oftentimes seen as okay either you can do artificial intelligence or you can do privacy but i think the more mature an organization gets the more ways it find it finds to benefit um, from AI in regards to privacy protection and also to find ways like, for example, synthetic data to ensure that artificial intelligence is uh, uh, doable in a privacy friendly way. So definitely with my background in synthetic data, I wouldn't uh, see privacy and artificial intelligence as being enemies. Indeed not. And I think when we are working on privacy and AI, in your context and in your work, you are making AI as an enabler for privacy. But mm-hmm. typically, people are also seeing AI as a or privacy as a hindrance for AI. Is that so? I mean, when you are making these data sets or databases or analyzing, does mm-hmm. privacy law hinder you or protect you from doing these things? Is privacy law prohibiting AI mm-hmm. actions? Um, I would say some privacy laws are making AI actions more difficult, specifically in the context of synthetic data and the way we use it. I wouldn't say that this is the case simply because the way we use synthetic data is to anonymize data. And for example, GDPR explicitly states that anonymized data, in case it's successfully anonymized, is exempt from uh, privacy regulations and therefore it's possible to freely use, share and and store synthetic data and also uh, processing it is something that's okay from from a legal point of view. Uh, In general, um, of course, what we hear from clients when they start out with AI projects, there are some challenges when it comes to privacy because we all know that artificial intelligence is really data hungry and needs massive amounts of data. And Mm -hmm. anytime you want to get lots and lots of consumer data, probably sensitive data, um, you can uh, bet on it that it will be a lengthy process within large enterprises. So therefore, I can definitely see where they're coming from. Indeed. And I think that's where we get into AI being data hungry to AI being responsible AI or ethical AI, which Mm -hmm. keeps in mind these are the things we can process these are the things we cannot process and having that cognition having that uh, wisdom to process yeah. or not to process or process based on some specific action yeah yeah i would say of course it's the theory that the smarter artificial intelligence gets the less data it will need but i think we are a little bit far away from that stage so we're still in a rather early stages of artificial intelligence and therefore we need to to find ways to provide enough data and Also, since you mentioned um, fair and and ethical AI, um, I think it's not always the best approach to try to minimize data sets or to minimize the, the amount of data you need for two reasons. One reason is that, of course, the potential of artificial intelligence is to uncover correlations within a data set that you were previously not aware of and therefore Uh, One of the challenges that our clients described, which they encountered in the past, was that 
They had some great ideas, but could not necessarily name which columns of specific data sets they would need to do that. And therefore, it would be challenging to have this explorability com um, component of artificial intelligence to have a full granular data set where you can figure out if there are some insights correlations hidden that you are not yet aware of. If you have to previously define, I only want to have, I don't know, three columns out of the 100 columns available. So to really benefit from artificial intelligence, I think in many cases, it's great to retain uh, as much data as possible and retain this possibility of explorability. But also coming back to my second point and to this fairness and, and ethical use of artificial intelligence, of course, uh, we want to make sure that artificial intelligence systems that are developed are not discriminating, are debiased and basically treating people in the way we want uh, everybody to be treated. And we know there have been issues with discriminatory artificial intelligence and scientists and people in, in economy have tried to mitigate this by simply deleting or not providing sensitive data attributes, like, for example, race, ethnicity or something like that. But the problem was that this didn't solve the issue of AI being discriminatory against certain ethnicities because there were certain proxy variables within the data set. So, for example, I can remember a study from the United States where they showed that even though the ethnicity column was removed, certain zip codes were usually people uh, from from. Uh, um, from, from certain ethnicities lived, still were treated in a way that the uh, algorithm ended up being discriminatory. So actually, from, from my knowledge, the current recommendation of scientists is to not leave out the sensitive columns because it's easier to correct and mitigate the bias if these columns are within the data set and you can uh, take action to make sure that the algorithm is not biased. So also this would be a reason where I would say it's not always the best solution to minimize uh, the amount of data you provide to your artificial intelligence training. That's a different way of looking at it. So you're saying if we have to be responsible in AI, we need to let AI scan, look at all the data, Mm -hmm. But then the correlations and everything we make out of that, that's where the responsibility comes in. But if we start to filter out data, even before having a look at the data, then the bias would be higher or the chances of bias would be higher. Um, as far as I understood the research, they recommended that you don't get the sensitive mm -hmm. columns out of the data set. Of course, as with always, it was not a generally applicable research, but just in this case for ethnicity and they found that it didn't help to remove these columns. I think regardless of how much data we provide to our system, we still need to really make sure that systems, artificial intelligence algorithms are not biased and only leaving the data in there is not enough to ensure this. So there are other parts uh, that, that are important and steps that organizations need to take to really make sure that they have ethical and fair algorithms. So essentially, the solution is not just artificial intelligence, human intelligence on top of it. Always, always. So I definitely always, see indeed. artificial intelligence as replacing the human race. And <laughs> I rather see it as an addition that helps us to do some things better. Indeed, that's a fear. Sometimes we have like scientific movies, uh, fiction movies that there's a robot who has taken control over the world. Nobody can control him uh, because it's artificial intelligence. He learns from people and becomes gro grows stronger, wiser and everything and can predict what the human is going to do and is going to take 
the world out and then a superhero comes and protects that we don't want that absolutely absolutely i would say that that's a common fear i mean uh, this this reminds me of of uh, my research i did back then when i was looking into the effects of gdpr on the deployment of machine learning in europe and back then i interviewed experts from different domains from the ai domain certain parts of the economy regulators data protection authorities uh, but also politicians and uh, to my surprise uh, I quite frequently heard this from politicians, these kind of um, singularity fears and that AI is going to take over the world and will eliminate all of our jobs. And I can understand where they're coming from, but at the same time, it's concerning me because I think our political leaders, our regulators should be the ones who also understand artificial intelligence and the regulatory requirements we have right now and not what will might be necessary in, I don't know, 20, 30, 40 years when we might or might not reach this uh, stage of general artificial intelligence that they're now uh, yeah, worrying about. I think that's a fear that has existed forever. I was listening to a book and that said, in times of Socrates, when uh, they decided started to writing, Mm-hmm. And he said, writing is taking away the human skill because now people are forced not to remember because they can write. So even in those days, I think maybe 400 years or even before, even writing was considered as taking away the human intelligence. And that debate has not subsided now with yeah. artificial intelligence. But the whole thing is we are making, making humanity move towards or society move towards things which humans should do rather than which they ought to do just because there's no other alternative. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. So what elements of privacy are included in a typical AI design? Is there something very uh, kind of a blueprint around these are the privacy elements to take care of or mm-hmm. is it complex? Um, I can't tell you a blueprint because the customer projects I encounter are just so different. But of course, there are some common elements that everybody has to take care of. So as mentioned, uh, lots of training data is needed and therefore organizations need to make sure that they have the legal basis to to use this data for for the planned purpose. Uh, Of course, also protecting the the data in the environment that they want to train the system is, is an important consideration that has to be made. And one thing that we quite frequently encounter, um, especially with those organizations that want to engage with artificial intelligence but don't yet have the internal capabilities to do so, of course, they are interested in collaborating with AI startups, AI vendors, and so on and so forth. And they, of course, uh, sharing the data uh, becomes an issue or getting the vendors or the startups into the uh, environment of, of the organization. So lots of privacy considerations uh, here as well. Um, yeah, I would say these these are some of the elements. And then, of course, the data minimization question. So um, I think this is really one of the biggest pains we get described uh, from from the market that it takes months and months and months until you have negotiated which data you can access and use and as mentioned the more data the better so really difficult for AI projects Uh, we even recently heard from somebody from the telco industry that I think he says 30 percent or it maybe was even higher of AI projects don't even take off due to privacy reasons thanks for listening and now we ask you for some help take a moment to subscribe and review this podcast your support matters and if you have done it already thank you so much now if you have questions or suggestions drop an email at hello at fitforprivacy.com and finally if you know someone 
who will benefit from this. Share this podcast with them and help us grow. Thank you so much. Stay safe and see you next time.